Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. In 2 Chronicles, chapter number 20, the Lord put this on my heart a couple of days ago, and, uh, and it was, uh, I mean, confirmed by the Lord put it on my heart, and then, and then I got four, three or four or five calls, and, 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 and folks in, in the battle, in the battle. I'm preaching tonight on back in the battle. Back in the battle. Hey, uh, hey Lex, bring me that microphone, baby, please. Back in the battle, uh, Second Chronicles chapter number 20 is, uh, is where I'm going to take my text. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the chapter before that. Thank you, darling. I'm going to be in the chapter before that and then all of 20, don't panic. It's, it's, it's not going to be that long, I don't think, but it, it could be. We're in, we're, we're in quite a battle. And uh, I think there's a false thing being preached and taught out there today that if you join up on this, in this army of God, then everything's good, hunky-dory. Is that, a good, is that okay to use that term? Everybody here know what that means. Everything. And there's no problems or issues, but I'm just going to tell you, friend, you have come against the devil when you joined the body of Christ. You took a stand for the right, and everything that's wrong is going to come against you. And you can expect that. But I want to preach tonight about uh, it's all right. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Are you there? Shout amen. It came to pass. That is one of my favorite passages of scripture. It doesn't matter where you're at or what you are involved in. If you are a child of God, I can assure you, if God has to take you out of this world to make it pass, it will come to pass. It came to pass after this also, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon, Tamar. I wish they'd just put this in there, which is in Gedi. Father, I love you. Thank you for the night, the time of sweet spirit in this place. And Lord, preach me like you gave it to me today. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me to the glory of the king and for no other reason. Oh, she said it. Oh, what a reason. God, I pray you bless this now. You give us ears to hear this with hearts to receive it. We're going to walk out of here in army for God. Praise in the name of the King. Bless it for your glory. I ask it in the King's name, Jesus. Amen and amen. We have here a story. I love Jehoshaphat. I just like his name. 
What a name. How'd you like to have been named that? You'd have been a tough kid to have been named Jehoshaphat. I like his name. I like what he done. He come in here, but he, he, he kind of he took a little turn. I think every Christian in this room tonight would have to agree that they've been a time or two or three or twenty that you took a little turn and you've not been on the straight and narrow and, 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 and I know I'm not talking about getting out of just, just flagrantly getting out of the will of God or something but they, we make decisions that's not too good now our intentions is good but sometimes our, our decisions aren't that good we have here Jehoshaphat now in chapter 19 we're going to see two things that happen to Jehoshaphat Number one, he's rebuked for his alliance with Ahab. That was his bad decision. Now, Ahab was a near kinsman. He was of the tribes of Israel, but he was a God-hater. He didn't love God, nothing about God. It's all about Ahab. He joined up with him, and when he asked him for help, if you read in the chapter over this, uh, Jehoshaphat's got a million-man army. I mean, there's a bunch of and he wants his help, and Jehoshaphat said, well, I'll help you. Well, he nearly gets killed in that battle. It's by the hand of God that he doesn't die in that battle. That's right. he, he dresses like the king. Ahab disguises himself. Ahab gets in the battle, they, and when they see Jehoshaphat, they say, he's got to be the king. Kill him. But by the hand of God, he doesn't get killed. How many times, by the hand of God, have we not been killed? How many times has the prevailing hand of God come between you and the death angel? And he said, not today. It's not his time. He's not to his band yet. Over and over. But then, isn't this just like God? After a subtle rebuke, God always ends on the positive. Yeah. Carson Whitaker told me one time, he said, Son, I was preaching in a series leading up to resurrection morning. So I come to the crucifixion, and we crucified Jesus. Carson stayed me at the back door. Son, don't ever leave him in the tomb. Don't ever leave him in Don't leave him on the cross, and don't leave him in the tomb. I said, Brother Carson, that's tomorrow night's message. Thought I would have got him out that night. Maybe it should have. But after, after the rebuke, here's what happened. He restores worship back into the temple. Restores worship back the way God wanted it to be. Now, when, listen, when, when worship is restored in our personal lives, you know what David done when his baby died? While that baby was alive, Jimmy, he was, he was laying on his face, fasting. He wasn't eating. He was worried about him. But when the baby died, he got up, he washed himself, and he went and he worshiped the Lord. He worshiped the Lord after the death of that baby. I'm going to encourage you tonight. I'm speaking from experience. It wasn't just my brother that passed away. There's five others in the house. But long before that, my mama had died. And then my granny died, my papa died, my, my second mama, Helen Hoover, had passed away. I mean, I've been at death's door a lot of times. 
What are we going to do? We're going to gather the church. Get them all. Bring them. Get them here. When this happens, when they gather at the church house, they come for two things. They come for two things. First, you'll find it in this text. They, come, they didn't just come for no reason. They come to seek the Lord. To seek Him. To seek Him. I mean, Gary said today, he said, you know, he said a lot of times we pray, preacher, and we don't pray as fervently as we do at other times. And God gave me something just like that. I said, but isn't it good? Some of you may disagree with this. I'm preaching from experience. But isn't it good when God lets something come your way that will make you get closer to him? Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Listen, he's not playing around now. He's come to seek the Lord. But I really like this. I really like this. He's not only seeking the Lord, but in his prayer, Mark Carr, here's what he's going to do. He's going to, he's going to he's seek him, but then he's speaking in his prayer to what God's done in the past. I flipped over to Malachi, and Malachi, the Lord said to Malachi, and then they weren't going to say nothing for another 400 years. Any good, my God can speak something that will last 400 years. I'm speaking something about 6,000 years old, and it's still as fresh today as the day that he spoke. Praise the God. And he come, and he spoke what he had done in the past. He said, you delivered us. You brought our family out. You fed us in the wilderness. You took care of us. I had to say hallelujah. That can't look back over my shoulder and not see what God's done for me over and over and over. And then we think he can't get me out of this. He's the one that allows you to get in. He put you in a crisis. He allowed that thing to come your way. Just see how close you want to be. So what do they do? They gather in the house of God. I'm telling you, you can tell how ignorant people are in the scripture today. Or you'd have to get You'd be standing in line getting the church house. They don't have a clue what's on the horizon. Not a clue. There they are gathering right. And they're there. Number one, to seek the Lord. Number two, he's going to pray. And he's going to speak to God. God didn't even remind him. You know when you pray things, it's, you're not giving God information. You're speaking. You're speaking it. And when you, that's why Jesus said, when you pray, say, 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 say. The devil come in and steal your thought. The devil come in and block what you're thinking. Start counting 10. Now, now try to think of when you was born. Keep counting. What you're saying is going to override what you're trying to think. It'll do it every time. Hey, when you say it, when you say it, you speak it, you hear it. Praise God, the devil has to stand back. He can't come across that line. You're speaking 
to the father. He said, time out, swim foot. I got my child. Hey, listen, when I'm speaking to Dusty on the phone, it's hard for me to break and get his mama. She said, you're talking to the boy. Are you with me? He's going to speak what he's already done before. That, 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 that reminds God, it reminds us. And we hear it. We hear it again. We think, oh, I'm going to have done that for <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for when you've done that, I prayed that thing that it couldn't be done. You got it. Thank you, Lord, for that. Hallelujah. So here we have them gathered in the house of the Lord and are gathered for a reason to seek him and to speak him. Number two, you come down to about verse 15. At, when you gather in the house of God, here's what you ought to come for. If we don't do anything but read the Bible, Brother Dwayne, if we just read the if I get a guy to come and stand behind this desk when I'm not here, and he doesn't do anything but get up and read the Bible, he has just fed you. If you have an appetite. Forget it. And then, what does he get? He gets a message. He gets a message, and the message is from heaven. It's not the king talking. No, he gets a message from heaven. And the message says this. The battle's not yours. It's not your battle. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Here's what we got to do. Run our mouth or do something unnecessary. Be still and know that I am God. Malachi said, I didn't know if I finished that or not. I am the Lord and I change not. So when he's saying that, he said it's you and you and me, everybody in this room, everybody on the air. He is God, Jehovah, Lord God Almighty. There's none like him. He don't change. I don't have one thing to worry about that. If I go to the doctor tomorrow and he tells me I got terminal cancer and three days to leave, I don't have one thing to worry about tonight. Praise God, I'm telling you, because that battle's not mine. That battle's not mine. That battle, he said the message from heaven is, quit trying to stop the battle. It's not your battle. But oh, we're going to fight it. Hospital said, okay, I'm through fighting. I'm not with him. It'd been one battle, I've got to kill. He's back in the battle again. And the battle, well, the battle hasn't got there, but he's heard it's coming. I'm going to encourage you tonight, the battle's coming. Here comes the battle. He gets a message from heaven. I know I've shared this here, but when it comes to my mind when I'm preaching, I just, I'm just a speaker. My daddy had had that, uh, they contracted cancer. Mom had died of cancer, daddy contracted cancer. 
And her mom had a vendetta. Come on. White fifty is what he had when that happened. White fifty. Daddy contracts cancer, and I, I crawl in the prayer room. I'm not asking God for many miracles. You've heard me say that. I can count on that hand how many miracles I've asked God for. I said, God, I need something big right here. I need, I need something big. I'm going to ask it. And I'm telling you, the Lord was upon me. And I knew I had liberty to ask. He was upon me yesterday morning. I was praying for some of you. Praise God. And I knew I had liberty to ask. And the Lord was upon me. And I said, Lord, I, I would, I would that you'd heal my daddy of this cancer. And that he wouldn't die. Now, Mama's been gone not long. And I, I keep him around a little bit. He didn't get to see a little bud. But, but uh, he'll see him one day. And I'm telling you, there's been very few times I ever come out of the prayer room and I told my wife, I said, that's taken care of. Not a thing to do with me, Randy McKeer. Not one stinking thing to do with me. I come out of the room, I said, that's a done bitch. She said, what are you talking about? I said, that is going to be all right. She said, you think so? Yep, what's he going to do? He's going to the hospital, they're going to do surgery here. They, God may use that way to heal him, I don't know. But I'm telling you this, he's okay. I'm sitting there in the waiting room. Doctor come out after the surgery. Mary Lou, my sister, jump up and run over there. See what the doctor said. She said, don't you want to know what the doctor said? I said, I've already talked to the doctor. And he said he's okay. I'm not fighting it. You know what? He died of COPD, but it weren't cancer. got a message from heaven. God trying to send you one tonight from the Lord. He said, not just Michael Coy, not just your pastor. I got hundreds of messages or sermons. God said, send them a message tonight. That's not their battle. If God allowed me to come to it, he's going to allow me to come through it. Yes, sir. He's brought me through it. He's brought me, he brought me to it. To, that I'd seek him and get where I need to be. See, we want to flutter and fly around out here on the outskirts. God said, I'm not happy with you out there. It's like the kid that never talks to the parent. We're not excited about that. My boy's in Japan calling me two times a day. Praise God on the other side of the world. We want to talk to them. You know why? Because we love them. You know what that proves when they talk to us? They love us. They want to hear our voice. They want us close to them. Sometimes God brings us to some. Say, you got a little far away, but watch this. <laughs> Next thing you know, you can't even breathe. Oh, you're doing, oh, God. Oh, now, I told you, I'm going to take care of you. The battle's not yours. I got you right where I want you now. So we have Gathered in the house of the Lord. And then we see him get a message from heaven. This is so sweet. This is what we don't want to do. And in this, in this chapter, before he gets to the, watch this. In this chapter, verse 13, they're standing there, the Lord, their little ones, their wives, and their children. I mean, the whole family's there. 
Now here's what God says to do. Go down to the enemy's camp. We're doing real good in church. Oh yeah, but that's not where you're going to win. You see, if you stand, I'm probably thinking, this is right out of the oven right here. <laughs> if you stay in the church house and do it all the time, there ain't nobody going to know who done it to me. But when you get out there in the enemy's camp, I feel like dancing. Hey, when you get out there in the enemy's camp and they're watching you, they ain't no doubt. <laughs> they ain't no doubt who done it to So just come on down here to the enemy's camp. Can you imagine standing there looking at him and thinking, he's lost his mind. No, get outside the city. Go down. In other words, meet the enemy before they ever get to the house of God. If he's bringing it to you, he's going to take you through it. So here they go. They're down to the enemy's camp. Now this don't sound right. And he is. He's sitting in this stand. I want you to come down there. And they're going to watch it. It's so the enemy can see them. The enemy can see them. When you're facing that thing, you don't think you can defeat it. You've got somebody behind you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You've got to allow him to do what only he can do. Thank you, Lord. There he is. And they're just standing there. And God instructs them some more. Now, get you a choir together. <laughs> Let me get this right. I'm going down here to face all these guys. And I got this army that I could have go before me. No. Get you a choir together. Uh, why do you think singing stirs us up so? Because God loves God loves it. It inhabits, thank you, Jimmy. Psalm 22, he said this, God inhabits the praise of Israel and we've been grafted in. What does that mean? That means when you begin to praise, he shows up. He shows up and when he shows up, praise God, nothing can come against him. Thank you, Lord. So here's what I want you to do, verse 21. I want you to give praise. I want you to give praise to God. And I never have seen this before. And it, this kind of caught me off guard in verse 21. When he appointed the singers, I got that. I got that. And that they should praise. It don't say he is right here. It said praise the beauty of holiness. It don't say he is. Just praise the beauty of holiness. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's only one holy. Yeah. Yeah. 
and how beautiful he is. And just praise the beauty of holiness. Praise God. Huh? And also the Lord whose mercy endureth forever. In other words, praise how holy he is. I'm telling you, there's not a heaven-deserving soul in this building tonight. Not one. Not even Colin who is here asleep. Not even him deserving of heaven. My, our, our righteousness says, it's plural, is it's filthy rags. And when I got in the prayer room the other morning, my prayer's been a little dry of late. And I got in the prayer room the other morning, and I started thanking him for letting this piece of flesh come to where he was. And I'm telling you, somebody else showed up. I wasn't in the room by myself. And I'm crying and snotting and, and praying. And I'm telling you, I'm beside myself. I'm in another world. I had a real good day. These bad things happen. Troubles come all day long. And you know what? I said, that ain't mine to buy. We learned that we're going to be a lot better off. Just let him back. All you know all he wants to do is my friend. He just wants us to give him praise. That's all he's asking for. Just give him praise. No, just give him. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we're not careful, praise can, praise, praise can become old hat. That's why I like communion once a quarter. I'm not condemning anybody who does it every Sunday. I'm just saying for me personally, I'm, I'm, when it's time for it, I'm excited about it. I'm going to tell you, if you eat filet mignon every day, some of you might like steak, you might not, but I love it. And when I say that, I don't love it like I love it. I have a fond, fondness for steak. And I like a medium rare filet and a baked potato. And the best one I found, I'm preaching like Mike Blanton now. And the best one I found is at Texas Roadhouse. And I've eaten them everywhere. And their filet is just hard to beat. And I was a Longhorn fan for a lot of years. But I discovered Blanton turned me on to it. Best filet around. I should have known. Who, who would know? <laughs> I can't eat them every day. No, you think I'm crazy. I've been going to slab of bologna here about that third or fourth day. Some piece of chicken. <laughs> now, I could nearly eat that. <laughs> but I've been going to something. If we're not careful, we let our praise. But I'm telling you, you know when praise picks up? When we get to that place where we're really, we're in desperate need. When we get to that place and we're in desperate need, and we really, certainly, confidently, Come to him and begin to praise him. Donnie Wilson, I'm telling you why. He'll take the worst day of your life. He'll take the worst day of your life. Amen. He'll give you a peace that passes understanding. Amen. 
I believe when they struck up the camp, they might have said, Who is this King of Glory? Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe the mountains shook and the trees blew, and they knew Jehovah Jireh was on the scene with them. And the closer you get, the louder you sing. Praise God. The better it gets. And his mercy endured forever. And the whole other part of this message. So when they get in the watchtower and they look out over the battlefield, all them guys are coming in and we're dead. All of them. And you know what? They killed each other. Oh, yeah. That's what the enemy does. Do right and don't worry. Oh, yeah. And they come, they were three days, three days collecting the spoil. They didn't even have to fight. All they had to do was sing. Is that wedding music that I hear? <laughs> All they had to do was sing. And when they did, I'm telling you, God said, watch this. I'm going to reward you more. It's, I'm not just going to save you from the enemy. I'm going to supply you all down the road. What about that? So you know what? I'm going to remind myself of this. We had a revival here one time. Charlotte Jones was saved in it. Some of you remember it. It's over at Old Sanctuary. Richard, you and Penny's here. Some of, some of you are here. We'd stand at the door. We'd stand at the door right there and look out over the parking lot and watch for a lost person to get out of the car. And when they did, we'd say, it's over tonight. Right there they are. Waiting on somebody lost to show up. Sure enough, God saved them. It went 10 days. It went 10 days. It might have, maybe could have gone a little longer, Jimmy, you remember. It went, it went a long time. And I'm telling you, I walked out in the back parking lot after it was all done on the last night. For some reason, Pat had driven, and I was driven by myself. That's rare. I usually take my queen with me. But I'd driven by myself. I walked out in the back, the basement door down there. The door that she and I walked out of when we got married, and I was going to leave and never come back. I walked out and had a look up. And I said, Lord, you remind me of this when it gets dry. When I preach till I can't preach in the morning, nobody's being saved. And when I pour my body out and my voice, when there's not much left, you remind me of this. There have been a lot of times my mind went back to that 10 night revival. When we was watching people get out of the car and knew if they come in and sat down, they were in trouble because the holy hand was on their trail. And he rewards us and gives us bounty to keep us going. To keep us going. I can't do it for you. As much as you love your spouse, they can't do it for you. Children, your grandchildren, nobody can do it for you except 
Jehovah Jireh, my supplier. He's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. Praise the name of God. I'm trying to say, Lord, people having some struggles, issues. Is that new? Wonder why I allowed that to happen. Well, Lord, you know. I don't know, but you know. You said I do. Yeah, yeah. You know who'll take care of that? Yeah. I say, yes, Lord. You'll take care of that. I said, that's right. Because the battle's not yours. It's his. You just got to let it fight. this evening, and all of you can sing it with me, and I think it'd make a perfect invitation song. Let me get this microphone off, so I won't be louder than everybody else. Do. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.